Alright, you primitive screwheads, listen up. It's time for two nerdskis and a podcast! we're on all right let's see well uh welcome everybody to the very first inaugural episode of two nerd skis and a podcast the one podcast for two guys who just love pop culture or anything in entertainment just sit down and discuss shit so oops oh i should mention uh listener discretion advised my bad <laughs> so anyway howdy, I howdy fucking hoe Oh God! <laughs> Anyways, I am one of your lists. I am one of your. Uh, oh God! <laughs> I am one of your nerd skis, Eric. And uh, who is this uh, with me right now? Uh, I am Jeff, and I swear to fucking God, if you throw that joke from Twenty Two Jump Street at me, I I will uh, I will end you. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, yes, everybody. His name is Jeff. And uh, we'll just uh, leave it from there. I've heard the joke. I know it exists. In all honesty, okay, in all honesty, how many times have you actually heard this joke? Oh, God, do you know, I'm I'm not even exaggerating it. Uh, Probably at least since it came out, probably 50 times. 50 50 times? At least. Honestly, I thought it would be more than 50 times. I thought it would be more than 100 times. Dude, no. Like when you hear it from from different people on different occasions over a period of time, it catches up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, the the job I just started at before you know all this wacky shit going on okay, in the world so we should started going mention, on. Uh, our inaugural episode. If you are, if this is your first time listening. So when if you this is the first time you hear this episode, if we have further episodes down the road, and you want to know where this all started. Right now, we're currently in a pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Yeah, it sucks. I will say, though, I mean, uh, I am still working. I work at what's considered an essential store at the moment. Uh, what that means, kids, is it's anything that offers uh, essential goods like toilet paper, paper towels, food, and uh, pharmaceutical drugs. You know, all that good stuff. I'm not going to say where so I don't incriminate myself. In the meantime, uh, target. But my point is, <laughs> but uh, my point is, is uh, uh, right now I'm currently an essential worker, so I don't have a lot of time at the moment to really do a lot of downtime. But you do what you can. I mean, it is what it is, and so it's 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 a hard time to say at least. So we like to stress at the time of this recording to please stay healthy, everybody. Wash your hands. Stay safe. This. Like you know, stay home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as best you can. Well, social distancing, all all that. Social distancing of six feet, please. Thank you. And also, if you are in the healthcare industry and listening to this, please, just please. want to say thank you so yes, freaking thank much, you very much from the bottom of our hearts. Ah, that was an awkward pause there. Okay. <laughs> yes, it was. I, I I thought you were gonna say shit. All right, no, let's go. No. Okay. Alrighty. So what, so norm, so on our podcast, as you probably heard at the top that we like to discuss anything that's in entertainment, 
or in pop culture, uh, like movies, TV show, video games, doesn't really matter. We'll we'll tackle it all. But uh, before I actually go into that business, uh, Jeff, how are you doing so far? Uh, it, given honest, the circumstances, I haven't really you in a moment. I mean, we texted back and forth. That is true. Yeah, and so you've just been. So I imagine you're just at home at the moment. You're not really like doing much. Uh, I am not, uh, unfortunately. Uh, unlike uh, Monsieur Eric, uh, I am in the food industry and not in the takeout department and not a manager. So unfortunately, on my end, eh, non essential. Like c- considered non essential. I I really. Man, that does suck, though. Like it, it, it does, and uh, and kind of like what I was saying earlier. Uh, man, I I only started a week at this new place, and I was actually kind of liking it. My managers were cool. People are working it. I was working with was pretty cool. I had uh, had like a couple a uh, couple filming gigs lined up and everything that were just days away. Things and were looking then, good, and then yeah, and then the shit hit the fan, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh that's the nice way to put it. Yeah, it is unfortunate though to say the least, but I mean, but it, it, is, uh, it is like uh, in a way like there like there has been some some you know positive benefits to it. You know, been able to get more family time in there. I was oh, able yeah. to I was able to you know catch up on on some movies and some some shows that I've been meaning to start. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, trying to learn new skills. Uh, you know, I picked up longboarding for the first time since fucking high school. So that's that's actually been a lot of okay, fun to do. Um, I, I've not. Okay, I've okay. So I should preface. So Jeff, I've known you for, God, almost a decade now. Kind of don't really know. Probably, yeah, at, at least at, at least. least a decade. So I, I'm, but my point is, is um, I don't remember you longboarding as long as I've known you. Uh, when I was hanging out with the, uh, with all the stoner kids, uh, that's, uh, and I never had my own board. I was always, I was always, uh, kind of, kind of leeching off someone. Cause I, I never saw myself too much as a skater, but you know, when, uh, you at least want to try something new at least, right? It just kind of got to the point where I'm just like, I, I was, uh, I was actually walking around a sporting goods store looking for any kind of, uh, at home workout equipment uh-huh. and I just, I just saw him on the on the rack. It was like one of the few things that wasn't completely cleared out. And right. sometimes you just gotta say fuck it. And <laughs> and I'm 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 kinda glad I did. It's uh you know, it, it's very good escapism. Uh you know, like I'm I'm able to just uh, to just ride around, uh ride around town, listen listen to some Blink one eighty two and it's it it's soothing. It, it's nice to Get away from the insanity a little bit. You have to wear a mask at the moment right now. I should so I should probably preference right now. So we live on op, so both of us live in California. I used to live where Jeff lives. I used to live in Northern California, um, Sacramento region. Nine one six represent. Um, but nine one six. Since twenty fifteen, I've been down here in LA and doing my own thing. So I'm not really. Um, um, I've been down here for, I was down here for school. I graduated from Cal state Northridge and now I'm, uh, just currently doing jobs. I was working at a movie theater and now I'm working at, uh, I've been working at, uh, where I've been at for about, um, uh, almost coming up seven months now at this point. So I've been doing pretty good so far right now. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm grateful to have a job right now, but, uh, at the same time, like, God, it's so stressful working where I'm at. 
Like I really need a breather. Luckily, I'm getting. I cannot like, fucking imagine off right now. So what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I cannot. I cannot fucking imagine how crazy it must be to to work at any like like a Target, Walmart, like any moment. At, yeah, like, at anywhere right now. Uh huh. Yeah, it's been crazy to say the least. Um, you just everywhere you go, it's just pandemonium. <clears throat> uh, okay, not pandemonium, but you know, it's just uh, like it's it's quiet i mean you still get the people who go outside who go out to do like essential shopping if you will but um as you'll probably know there are the covidiots that roam the streets but that's neither here nor there but see uh in the kind of kind of where i'm at it's uh it's more the more suburban mm-hmm. and yeah it, no, uh, I definitely re- no i remember where you live <laughs> remember i'm from your area bro <laughs> and uh but yeah actually up here it's uh it doesn't feel too different. I mean, like, like obviously you feel the, the, the adjustment. I should point out exactly where I live. So I live in Los Angeles County. I live in Los Angeles. Uh, living in a metropolitan area is definitely more different than more in suburban area that where Jeff's from, where yeah. I'm originally from. Yeah. It is very much, it, it's it, It's, crazier kind of but it, it uh is- we have a, a a little we have significantly less shit on the sidewalk i was gonna say yeah eh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right do you want okay uh all can decide though this to be fair this will be an interesting time capsule for whomever listens to this episode but all right speaking of shit towns you ready to talk about uh today's episode <laughs> uh yeah only nine minutes in yeah let's actually yeah, talk nine about the thing and we and we finally it, imagine if it was 45 minutes and it's like all right let's get started on our main episode <laughs> it's like where'd everyone go yeah where'd everyone go uh, okay we lost our viewers all right well thanks for listening to this uh, now <laughs> all right so we decided that our first episode would be talking about footloose uh as you know there is a 19 it was the original film was made in 1984 and and then uh there was a remake that was made in 2011 so we decided why not just talk about both because really if you really think about it they're actually kind of the same movie uh they were i mean with a few obvious changes but for the most part i would say the plots are about the same wouldn't you agree it's uh it's a beat for beat remake essentially beat. yeah yeah very yeah, yeah. very minute tweaks but mm-hmm. uh unfortunately it it did not do enough to create its own identity it felt so trapped in the shadows of the original movie and okay. so this is so uh I should preface this right now. So Jeff, you just, you just finally watched this movie. You literally just finished yes. watching this movie about what? 10, 15 minutes or maybe 30 per, minutes ago. Pretty much. Uh, and, uh, I, so I, I never watching it. I, I, I remember seeing commercials for it when it was coming out and yeah, I just, too. my immediate thought was, why the fuck is I that? Was, well, like, what, why the fuck is that a remake? And then I, was like, a I, then I, came out. yeah, I just ignored it and moved on with my life. And uh-huh. I honestly forgot there was a remake until you told me there was a remake. Well, this is going to be a very interesting um, episode because, okay, so I should, pro- I should start off by saying I love, so, okay, first of all, I think both, it's safe to say that both of us love the original movie. Um, Fuck it's yeah. Classic. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, Cause yeah, uh, we should mention that um, Jeff is a major Kevin Bacon fan. <laughs> Praise the Baconator. 
Yep, I, I called it. But so this will be an interesting dissenting uh, opinion because I actually do like the remake. I think it does do things a little bit differently that I actually personally I do like. But, you know, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. But uh, before we actually get into it, let's actually talk about. So what? OK, what is Footloose all about in general? Uh, Footloose is centered on a small town where uh, we have our rambunctious, rebellious teenager who is uh, who's spending the school year there, and essentially, uh, dancing is prohibited, and he just can't have that. He has too much attitude. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sorry, too much attitude. What is this? Fucking Power Rangers, teenagers with attitude. <laughs> It was it was the goddamn motherfucking 80s. It was all about attitude. Uh yeah. Yeah, it was all about it. It was, wasn't it? All right. But, um so, um so Footloose made in 1984 directed by Herbert Ross and then the remake uh, came out in 2011 and directed by Craig Brewer. Uh, Jeff, who do we have playing the characters in each remake? We have Monsieur Kevin Bacon uh, portraying our lead character. And we also have, I probably should have had. I actually have, you know, up. I thought you'd do that because I have the cast list for both right here. So we have Kevin Bacon and Kenny Wormwald, oh, Wormwald, oh, God damn it. Kenny Wormwald playing Ren McCormick. Uh, and obviously both of them, you know, both of them, uh, I feel like do obviously do, you know, different interpretations of character. But in essence, the character is still the same. Um we'll get into we'll get into later like who does it better um and then for ariel moore you have laurie singer and julian ho or hugh playing the character and then uh as for the reverend uh shaw moore we have john lithgow and dennis quaid and then we have chris penn and miles taylor playing willard hewitt and then we have sarah jessica parker and zaya cullen as rusty and we have playing the pastor, playing the reverend's wife. Um, who is playing the reverend's wife here? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Diane Weist and Andy McDowell. Um, that is our cast for the most part, the main primary characters we see. Um, Jeff, did you forget that Sarah Jessica Parker was in the original? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did too. Uh, I mean, all okay. So if anyone doesn't know that, like everyone thinks that, okay, everyone, uh, the internet thinks that Sarah Jessica Parker is a joke. I'll leave it up to you guys to figure out from there what the joke is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, that's our cast. That's our crew. So, um, so how does this movie? So no. Yeah. How does this movie open up? Uh, well, I would say, okay. I would say that the uh, movie cutting cutting loose, getting foot loose. Because we got to kick off yeah, the Sunday so yeah, shoes. Both, both versions of the movie open with, uh, I would say, close-ups of people's feet dancing, and set to Kenny Loggins' version of uh, Footloose, because there is a second version of Footloose, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, I have to. Uh, I let's, have to say- let's wait. Let's wait. Let's discuss that when we get there. But um, I got but, yeah. shit to say. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you've got plenty of stuff to say, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I, it for the most part, like Jeff said, this movie is about the same, but there are some subtle differences. There are some changes. Um, so, Ren in the original apparently is from Chicago, 
and then he in in the remake apparently he's from boston and god does that accent is that accent abused um, so badly it's, it's some it's sometimes it's there sometimes it's not when it's there Mm-hmm. It's the fakest shit ever. <laughs> oh, I, oh well, yeah. You know what? Though? I mean, it's not. It's not to Kenny's like uh, detriment or whatever. Like he's doing the best he can with what he's got. Uh, like I think he's doing a good job. But um, you know, let's go to Kevin Bacon, who just shows up and he goes, "Hello, Kevin Bacon." <laughs> Jeff, do you want to you want to talk about Kevin Bacon? Because uh, you you're the Kevin Bacon aficionado. Go ahead and lay it in on Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kevin Bacon is uh, flawless in this movie. Uh, it's that's not Kevin Bacon that's not in, that's in, not in, what in, I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, but like you're but you're 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 giving out the impression that that there's some human being living today that does that has not that is not at least semi aware of the magic of Kevin Bacon in Footloose. <laughs> okay, you see what I was talking about, folks. This is the kind of problem I was talking about here. <laughs> But in all seriousness, no, though, like Kevin Bacon, like he made that role. Like he is known for that role. I mean, sure, he's also for a reason. Like, yeah, he's done like a whole plethora of roles, but most people will associate him with uh, Footloose. But no, I think he does it pretty well. Like he's he's got the he's got the attitude down. He I would I would say Kenny's portrayal is far more rebellious, far more teen angsty which was more of the type here. He's just got, he's got charisma. He's got charm. Not to say that Kenny's version doesn't have charm, but Kevin Bacon, he has, I, I, I think overall, like Kevin Bacon has always been a very charismatic person and actor. And therefore that really helps. For well, him. in, uh, well, in like, well, when you, when you watch Footloose and, uh, and, you know, obviously a lot of people know, you know, who Kevin Bacon is. And when you watch that, one of his earlier films, you definitely see the origins of, you know, a, a future movie star. Oh yeah. No, there's no denying that Kevin Bacon is untalented. Uh, no. Uh, oh God. No, <laughs> he is. How very, fucking dare you? How he's, how he's not won an Oscar though for anything kind of, well, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think he's deserved an Oscar for, has he done anything that's, would have been considered Oscar worthy, or do you th- just think that he's um, you know, he's good enough for like, what he does, and just leave it from there? Mystic River, maybe. Which movie was that? Uh, the the Clint Eastwood uh, Clint Eastwood one with uh, uh, was at uh, Sean Penn, Tim Robbins, uh, and and Bacon. You never saw that? I'm not sure if I've seen that one. That's a good. That's good. That's a that's it's on a, my list. I have like okay, I have good, like a good whole fucking movie, dude. Check it out. Watch. So um, I'll probably add that to the list. Okay, um, so let's just go kind of go down like uh, go down like the list of like characters or whatever uh, so far. Well, actually, let's track back. Let's backtrack. So uh, going back to the difference. So you so Beaumont is where the film takes place. Uh, in the original, it's Utah. Um, so it's more Midwestern. It's got a more Midwestern feel to it. Although you can give it kind of a Southern feel to it definitely more of a southern feel in the remake they take it place in georgia uh and it's very more redneck or or southern i don't mean that i don't mean that in a detriment way it's very obvious with the setting like they have more of uh, a southern accent like the beaumont uh residents do uh especially 
uh, Willard's version in the remake. Miles Teller gives it a very, um, very much a Southern accent of sorts. See, um, it's uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, so it's uh, it, it's honestly, it's hard for me to really judge the performances in uh, in in the remake because uh. Like uh, like I know like compare and contrast and everything and there's a few notable characters that are uh, you know that are uh, they're like that but I just feel because the remake stuck so closely to to the original that if anything it really restricted the uh, all the actors in the remake to really make the roles their own mm-hmm. uh, you know when I uh, you know I love Miles Teller as an actor but when you know when he's trying to portray Willard all I see him trying to do is all you see is him trying to be this character like yeah i mean all all i see him trying to do is replicate chris penn when i uh you know like and that that goes for kind of a majority of the uh of the uh of the main cast if we're on on that point i would say the biggest the biggest uh offense i guess if you will is reverend moore there's definitely a difference between john and and Dennis Quaid. Um, that's honestly that's honestly the one difference I actually kind of appreciated because, uh, for one, like I I fucking love Dennis Quaid. Dude is an underrated fucking actor. I do agree with that. Yeah, no. Um, and I kind of like how they uh, in uh, in the remake because uh, I know in the, I know in the original, uh, uh, you know, like uh, uh, Kevin Bacon was essentially uh, I'm just gonna call him Kevin Bacon. Uh, <laughs> uh so in that you know like uh uh you know like his father left and everything you know his his you know his mom's around and uh but in in the remake uh you know his mom died uh died from leukemia and mm-hmm. and he's just going to to live uh live with his uncle and i actually kind of like that uh i like that change because it creates uh it creates a good character uh parallel between him and the rev uh and, and the reverend because you know uh, in the very beginning of of the movie, you see his, uh, you see the car accident that was only mentioned. In, yeah, in, that, in, in, in the first that's movie, one of the big differences in the film is so they only mention the car accident, and then they, and then in the film, uh, yeah, in the remake, uh, they actually show it, and then you get to see like the pain that the Reverend goes through. Yeah, to like enact it, this rule. Which, by the way, okay, let me ask you real quickly, Jeff. Uh-huh. Um, this is a very important question I've had with people about Footloose. So, so real quickly, I should mention. So, this actually is based off of a true story, um, in the sense that like there was an actual town. I forget where it was, uh, but apparently there is a there is a city in Oklahoma that apparently uh, it was co- okay. It's called Elmore City. I'm actually looking up in my notes here. So, in 1898, uh, they decree they banned dancing to decrease the amount of heavy drinking. And then in 1980, so for about 80 years, this thing was going on. And then in 1980, the uh, I guess the high school wanted to hold like a senior dance in. Um, and then the school board president. Uh, so like they had a vote and then the school board president basically broke the tie by saying, let them dance. And so from, I guess from there, the ban has since lifted. But Jeff, let me ask you this very important question right now. Mm-hmm. Is the banning of dancing unconstitutional isn't it that no honestly i think that's uh i i only found out that this was kind of based on a true story just today because 
because I, I always thought like what made Footloose so fun and cheesy was like was this ridiculous law, and that always prevented me. We from should taking, mention from, from, that from yeah, taking, from taking it seriously in the eighties, yeah. And uh, and so when uh, and so actually knowing that context, it uh, it actually made me uh, you know take the movies a little more seriously at, at least uh, you know so, so at least like the the central plot of the movie actually makes sense since it's technically inspired by true events oh yeah no absolutely but again jeff i ask you is that unconstitutional yes it is okay all right someone has common sense all right but no i mean seriously though like you you're gonna ban dancing just to just because uh someone died due to drinking like there is no coral i mean sure people when you get drunk you have a when, I don't know how you guys, I don't know how you dear viewers are when you drink, but when I get drunk, I just almost pass out and fall asleep. But you know, like you have, I mean, people are different when they're, when they're drinking. If you dance, you dance, it's whatever. Like there is no, I mean, you dance, but to be fair, like um, dancing, it, you can dance for multiple reasons. Uh, as they point out in the, uh, in the town hall meeting scene, the, um, in both versions, uh, Ren points out that like they dance to celebrate life in general, um, not because of any heavy drinking. Like he he was proving that dancing is all dancing has nothing to do with like sin. Dancing can be a, uh, an act of celebration. It has, like I said, has nothing to do with sin. But unfortunately, this town doesn't think so. So I so yeah, it is. In my opinion, I find it highly unconstitutional that dancing would be considered uh, illegal in that sense i kind of now wish that at the end of avengers endgame uh like when when, when cap and peggy are, are dancing like the cops just like just bust in and fucking arrest them. oh my god <laughs> i thought you're you know what? i honestly thought you were gonna say instead of uh tony instead of iron man like snapping his fingers he's like dance off bro <laughs> <laughs> actually no oh he uh <laughs> Uh, Star Lord gets the Infinity Gauntlet, and then he uh, and then he uh, he, uh, he snaps his finger, and Kevin Bacon comes out for a dance off. <laughs> his greatest hero, boom! Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Um, I should yeah. write. I should write so, this fucking but yeah, movie. but yeah, this Disney is Disney. Oh my god! Why am I mentioning Disney? Disney are overlords. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, yeah, d- dancing overall. I, it's it boggles me that it, it boggles me in, that this actually happened in real life. Oh yeah, life. well, like because like like I said, I I thought it it was a ludicrous idea for the longest time, like for this you know this movie's premise because I mm-hmm. I didn't think I didn't think that that could pass. You know, it, it's it's dancing. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. No, and, of course not. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, sure. I mean, if okay, if I mean, like in high school, like if we were caught, like you know you know grinding against each other that'd be like consider okay you guys need to separate or whatever but like to ban dancing overall like come on bro seriously oh yeah no that, that, that's bullshit but, okay but, uh, yeah so but going back to going back to the reverend um i uh, between the performances like i i get what you're going with like with dennis quay's performance like but uh i honestly i feel like I honestly kind of like John Lithgow's performance a little bit more mm-hmm. because he seems more 
not to not to you know put any detriment on Dennis Quaid's performance, but I think Lifgow's performance has more of a fatherly type. Like he 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 literally he uh, what's the word? He screams like the father type. Like he his essence is more fatherly. Like his personality is more fatherly, not just because he's a pastor, but because he is a father. And you know, and as and as the a reverend, he has like influence over the town, which is why his daughter is so rebellious. Uh, in the sense, why she's out dancing, why she's out doing her own thing, uh, why she, I mean, she still follows like her father, but you know, she also wants to do her own stuff. But I mean, to be fair, like we've, I think we've all like had moments where, especially if you listen to the song, okay. One of our favorite bands, me and Jeff's, is uh, Lincoln Park, and um, I think the song Rest in Peace, Chester." I think the song "Numb" really fits that kind of attitude. To be honest, insert plain "Numb" song here. <laughs> uh, but no, in all honest, in all honesty, though, the, like you definitely, if if your father was, you know, like so. Um, had such a high vocal voice in that kind of power. It like had such an influence on that. I would definitely like rebel against it too. And, and for the most part, I'd say Ariel definitely, I'd she's definitely rebellious in both versions, but I find Julianne Ho's performance more rebellious just because again, it's more angsty, more teen. Um, We definitely see her, um, being more being more rebellious here and in the i feel like in the original ariel is more reserved in her rebellion or whatever but in the remake she's definitely showing it off more like yeah like like actively showing actively defining yeah what are you gonna say she's a uh I do agree that I think uh, uh, Julianne Hugh, uh, you know, like I, I do think her portrayal is a little more uh, accurate to, you know, what someone, uh, you know, around uh, that would go to high school around that around that point in time would mm-hmm. would, would probably be, would uh, probably behave like. And uh, and yeah, so it. I don't know, just kind of like kind of like what I said earlier, it's uh I don't blame any of the actors in uh, in the remake just because the creative forces intentionally they're doing their they're doing a, the best they can with the material essentially yeah but 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 but, but like I said they're being put in this restrictive bubble to where they're not able to create their own impression of uh, of these characters like they're not able to leave their own mark they have mm-hmm. they're they're constantly in the shadow of what came before them right. How do you feel about we we mentioned um, we mentioned um, the character of Willard played by both Chris Penn and uh, Miles Teller? What do you how do you feel about the character in general and how he's portrayed by both actors? Uh, so I mean, in uh, in the original, you know, with with Chris Penn, uh, rest in peace, dude had so much charisma. His his comedic timing was so on point. He was instantly a, a funny, likable character. He's we like, should also mention that his brother is Sean Penn, or yeah, his brother is Sean Penn. So he definitely was like his brother was like you know who who was his I okay I honestly have not seen Fast Times all the way through, but what was his character's name in Fast Times? Sean Penn Spicoli. Yeah, Spicoli. Yeah, 
so, so like he's definitely playing a stereotype i feel like because of his brother but uh but no in all seriousness yes so uh willard in the original is definitely more cheerful d- definitely more you know uh of a fun guy to be around with and then especially and then when he learns to dance when he learns to dance wow oh yeah absolutely. i love that dance. i love that dancing montage i also and- like it a lot in the original too I mean, in the remake too. Um, I should, you, you know what? Uh, since we're talking about that montage, uh, if there's one thing I do like that they kept, it's the original song. Let's hear it for the boy. I forget what the song's name. I forget who does the song, but um, uh, no, wait, who does it? But who does it? Uh, but Denise Williams. Yeah, it's Denise Williams. They kept her original version for version for both. I did uh, like that. Yeah, no, that's what I liked. Uh, I thought they were going to do like a remake of sorts or anything like that. Um, and I okay, really thought I, it was going to be a horrible cover. But no, they kept it and it really fit both montages. Okay, I got to fucking say something about the inclusion of the actual song Footloose in, no, uh, yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the very opening scene is, you know, obviously tip of the hat to the original movie. And yeah. it's revealed that that it's the song Footloose that's playing at a party. So that would, yeah. and the, the song Footloose was specifically made for the movie Footloose. Oh no, yeah. Because so, the song's called so, Footloose. So, 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 this, so this movie technically lives in a world where the movie starring Kevin Bacon, Footloose, exists. And not one character mentions the fact that, hey, doesn't this feel like that movie Footloose? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't believe you went there. <laughs> wow! Oh wow! I did not think of that at fucking all. <sighs> and the universe I, just I exploded. Jesus um, <laughs> that was that was the first fucking thought to come to my head while watching this movie. <laughs> oh my god! Was that literally your legit first thought when you heard it? No, yeah, it, it's like at, at, at all. so so. At, so it was, uh, you know, at first I just thought, you know, they were just copying the opening of the original movie. And then when when they actually showed that they're playing it at a party, I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a second. This means that. And then I just went on like my crazy fucking mind spree from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's actually, you know what? Let's actually, since we're on that topic, let's talk about, let's, let's hold off for that last moment because I want to get to that part last. But let's just talk about the music in general. Overall... Aside from a certain re- a certain cover, which I know you'll have thoughts on later, how do you feel about the music overall? I personally, um, I mean, the music, so, like, obviously, it's the 80s. It has its own charm. The music is fantastic. You can dance to it's, any of the songs. Where it's the, it's like, the fucking the Footloose soundtrack. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely, of course. But when you get to the remake, it you definitely get more of going back to that teen angsty vibe or it's it's 2011 when this film came out so you're using songs from the time so you're using more uh there's little there's definitely more some more hip-hop and rap in there but not as much we should also point out that the movie tonally has more of a the, the remake at least has more of a country tone than the original the original definitely has more of a small town vibe to it but it feels more Midwestern. And then in the remake, it feels definitely more country esque. Um, I, I, I mean, it's whatever. I don't have anything against it, but 
I don't think I can say the same for Jeff. I'd be curious, Jeff, what, what do you have to say about that? Uh, it, it's so cop, copy, See, it's, hard to it, it's, it's so yeah. cop, it's so copy paste. It, it's mm-hmm. like, it's so surface level. Uh, you know, like immediately after I, uh, I, immediately after I, I watched the remake, uh, you know, I, I quickly scanned through the original movie and I was really able to notice how fucking similar that this movie was to the original. Uh, I was going to say, how like, did you like, oh, like some of the dialogue is exactly the same. It's beat for beat, word for word. They, there are some changes when they change around. So when, so, okay, so we should, we should definitely discuss like what they changed. Um, like I said, they meant, I mentioned this that will be short. This movie. What? What was it? This will be short. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's like quite a few subtle changes. Um, I'll note the more subtle. I'll note one of the biggest changes. So when they go to the drive-in theater, uh, the drive-in theater, yeah, the drive-in theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I had trouble saying that. Um, so Ren is not there in the original, but he's there at the remake. I think that's to show off uh, like how uh, the early interest between him and Ariel. Uh, but in the original uh, it's the, pl- that's the place where everyone it wants to like hang out and like do their own thing. And like, they're not, and there's no one around to police them. The cops are gone. So they're going to like dance and stuff. And there's like a charm to that dance. There's a charm to that. Like everyone's like popping around dancing. You, you can see like the guys flipping burgers in the back. <laughs> like I, I mean, like all, all, all the remake does though, is just like change, the, change the position of that scene in the story. Oh yeah. No. So like, so yeah, it's more of a it, 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 it has That's the exact same outcome. It has, it, it has the it has the exact same outcome. Yeah, no, the outcome and... is still the same. So the, the scene still ends with uh, the reverend like showing up to like give money to his daughter, and then he sees that his daughter's sinning in his eyes, and he just calmly stops the music, and he's like. Uh, your mother wanted me to give you some money. And uh, that's the, where the scene ends, kind of. Um, I should point out, though, um, going back to going back to the cover, for, I mean, the remake. Uh, so they're dancing. It's 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 not a montage. It's just a giant dance off of everyone showing off their talents. And then, you know, they're like, hey, city boy, let's see what you got. And so Ren does this thing, by the way. OK. Going to dancing wise, how do you feel about the dancing in this movie compared to the original? Because I feel I'll let you go first because I have stuff to say, but I'm curious what you have to say first. Uh, I mean, like I can't dance for shit, so it's I, it, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to, to like I I don't feel I can be that critical on the on the art of dance, but uh. I don't know. Like it, it just like the way it's the way the dance, the dancing's filmed, the way it's choreographed. It, like it just, it feels like one of those, uh, 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 the uh, one of those fucking step up movies. Um, yeah, they, they, they made like definitely five, they, made, they made like five of those, and they were they were coming out at, at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, and and so in the in the original, you know, the uh, the way that they were shot, the way they were edited, like they just had such a a sincere energy to them. And this one just felt like it was just trying to copy what was a little more popular at the time, which were dance movies. 
Oh no, absolutely. Well, I feel like the, you know that's probably one reason why they decided to remake is because uh, so uh, me and Jeff were both around the time when dance movies were a big thing in the early two thousands, <laughs> especially oh, maybe like mid to late two thousands, early twenty tens. Yeah, and dance movies were like a big thing. I remember when the first Step Up came out. I remember when Stomp the Yard came out. Uh, there were like a whole bunch of these movies. Yeah, it was like walking like, dance. And so for, I guess for, Paramount decided, like, you know what? Let's for, re- let's remake a classic since we're going to capitalize on that stuff. So I figured that's why they did the remake. But um, and, but then, and, the, and mean, that's that that's kind of my fundamental problem with the movie. It's that they didn't make this because let me let me let me talk <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> uh they didn't create the they didn't make this movie because they had a fresh idea on uh on what else they could do with the concept they didn't go through the effort of creating their own identity they didn't go through the effort of uh just finding finding like what they can really tweak uh mm-hmm. and and so it it just it just blends in with the crowd of all those that the never ending pile of unnecessary remakes uh you know because when you say footloose what do you think people are 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 going to think most of? people are genuinely going to think the Kevin Bacon version yeah and and so the most iconic scenes in the original are are like the most are what you also take from from the remake mm-hmm. and that's the problem in the end it's uh it's like it's not as gratuitous i would say as like the psycho remake from from 1998 Which was like shot for shot essentially. like literal shot for shot uh it's like it does it it I, I would say if uh, it, it's copy paste with like the most minute tweaks, mm-hmm. uh, but the tweaks they make are they just don't do enough to yeah. make this movie stand out. And uh, again, like I watched this movie probably about an hour ago, and I'm and I'm just kind of thinking about the original movie. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's fair though, to say the least. I mean, um, yeah, it's definitely different to say it's more, it's definitely a reflection. It's more of a reflection. Well, to be fair, each movie is a reflection of the times. Like if, if if you, if you have never, the only, uh, target demographic I can really see enjoying the, the new movie, like, you know, just like on the same level as as the original is if you have absolutely no connection to the original movie uh you know like if if you're targeting this uh you know toward uh to you know teenagers of uh closer to this generation then uh then yeah i i can definitely see uh see someone in, enjoying this movie absolutely no, i i would agree with that yeah because it's it definitely, it, 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 definitely, it, it, it is because yeah. it is it is still competently shot uh the acting you know as much as i think they're imitations of the original performances uh you know everyone's still doing doing their job and you know they're like they're not they're not sleepwalking through it uh it it does try to create uh you know the the positive 
tone that was that was kind of set up in in the original movie but but like i but like i said it it's like the original was sincere in its cheesiness it embraced its cheesiness and this one is almost afraid to go down that cheesy path and is is attempting to do a more grounded approach but when you're grounding trying to take a more grounded approach you're kind of sucking the fun out of it yeah and no, i can and, what you mean. and fun is what is synonymous with footloose like mm-hmm. when like when you hear that original footloose song you want to get up and you want to fucking dance any and you play any and then that also goes for quite a bit of the songs in that original soundtrack when you listen to any of the songs from here it it's just generic pop pop and rap music from that time like there's mm-hmm. nothing there's nothing special about it like it doesn't it's not one of those songs that you it, like when you listen to any of those uh original songs you know like oh it, it this is like totally from the 80s like i wonder if it's from footloose mm-hmm. and uh and with this one it it could have been from any time period uh like between like 2007 and like 2015 or something it could have been uh-huh. from at any point from mm-hmm. that and and yeah, it's it's just so made my made by committee. Like they, uh, like I, I call it checklist filmmaking, and <laughs> and you, it's like okay, we got the opening scene with the feet. Uh, we got uh, you know, we got we got Willard. We got the angsty teens. We got the douchebag boyfriend. We got the reverend, and it, like they're just going down the list, trying to check as many boxes. Can I as they, talk as about? Can. can I talk about the you know the ex boyfriend for a second in the movie? So that's um, God. What the hell is his name? Um, in the original. Yeah, and they, no Chuck. His name is Chuck. So like, Ch- we should mention that Chuck. So like, Chuck is a dick in both versions. Let's he's a get douche. that out of the way. But but like, I would say he's far more of a dick in the remake because like, so at one so in the breakup scene between him and Arrow, like they fight and like he slaps around and like punches her even, but like, uh, in the remake he fucks her up. <laughs> like that's how hardcore the remake goes. He, they decided like. Nah, nah, a couple slaps and one punch isn't gonna do it. Fuck her up real good. Okay, so yeah, we, I, we should I, mention we are I, not. We should mention we are not advocating violence, but holy shit, well, of course not. They go aggressive. Well, in this well again, like, but I, I, I don't think it's as effective though. It's like, yeah, it has a more aggressive tone to it, but, mm. but at the same time, like, I don't think it's that effective because, because, like I said, you know, the original movie it embraced its cheesiness and. Uh, it's it's kind of lighthearted for for mm-hmm. like major portions of the movie. So when that scene happens, it kind of takes you off guard, and it kind of like uh you know like I, I feel like that drives the point home a little better of how mm-hmm. much of a dick this guy is because of how much of a uh, how much of polar opposite he is to uh, to to all all the other characters. Mm-hmm. And going back on that angsty tone, so one of the biggest. It's one of the biggest scenes that's definitely a part that definitely shows off the difference mainly is uh, the warehouse dance off uh, the, the dance, the dance off that Ren has in the warehouse. So like he drives in angrily in that class. By the way, I love how they cl- they kept the buggy in the remake. It, 
the yeah. the difference is that he re, uh, he's given the he's given it by his uncle, and then he like he fixes it up and he drives it around. But no, he fixes it up and uh, he he takes the buggy. He's just been found with drugs and propaganda or whatever, and like he's gonna get in trouble. He's already in trouble and stuff. So he's like, so he's at the warehouse. Uh, he's not drinking. He just like gets all angry and starts throwing shit instead of like just uh, drinking and like getting out and dancing his ass off. Um, he's far more angsty and vocal in the remake. Uh, and so in the remake and in the original, we are treated to the one of the best songs I've ever heard from the 80s. Never by uh, moving pictures. <laughs> you could never, never, <laughs> never let it hide. Your heart. And then like to see Kevin Bacon, by the way, we should mention that Kevin Bacon was a gymnast, I think some prior to the being in this movie. So like he definitely had more athleticism in him when he was doing yeah. he was like 24 at the time. So he could definitely pull off far more, far more of those dance moves and like somersaults or whatever. But like, he's got more Absolutely. like, he's definitely like dancing his butt off and you can really move to like, never like in that song in the in remake, he's dancing to like a uh, generic, like angsty rock like soundtrack and it uh, again like it doesn't feel the same i will agree on like that. A, 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 again like it's, it's the fucking checklist like that that scene it, it's only there because it was in the original and and uh and so so during that you know like like they're they're using the original scene so closely as as a blueprint on how to construct this uh you know mm-hmm. the 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 remade sequence and they're they're holding like they're like they're so hyper focused on recreating that so much because it's iconic for a reason, and it's for uh, for the lighting, the camera work, Kevin Bacon, uh, Kevin Bacon's dancing, like mm-hmm. it's it's such an iconic yeah, scene there's for, definitely, for, for a very specific reason. And and so when when all again when all you're doing is just desperately trying to recapture everything that made your predecessor so uh, memorable. Mm-hmm you're you're just going to be forgotten because you're the whole time you're just going to be thinking i've seen this before oh yeah like i i i i feel like i'm being a little harsher on this movie because again like it it's well, no, that, it, that's like, it, it, it's overall competently put together but it's it's the same reason why i have like zero respect for movies like uh like the lion king like the new lion king because oh yeah, no. yeah, I can, I can definitely like, see where we're going with that it, one. Like, like made by committee, so reliant on the original. Like, uh, you know, the original. It's memorable because the people originally working on it put so much blood, sweat, and tears into creating something that would last through through the ages. And and I'm I'm not saying that Footloose is on the same level as The Lion King. It's definitely not. But both are remembered pieces of entertainment uh, entertainment history for for their own uh their own specific reasons but but now when we're living in a world of remakes reboots and sequels uh both have fallen into the remake trap and both uh both companies involved made the same colossal mistake of just trying so desperately to recapture everything like all, like all, all I picture is 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 the crew just uh, just playing the original movie off to the side somewhere, and just uh, just the director 
uh, just like telling his DP, make it look like that. <laughs> like, like that, like that, that's all I, that's all I see. And mm-hmm. especially when, uh, yeah, just especially when they just try, uh, when they go out of their way to make shots look so freaking identical and it, it, movies like that, they just don't do a damn thing for me. Uh, like, like no matter how, uh, you know, no matter how good the talent behind it may be mm-hmm. at its core, it's, it, it's a recycled product. I can, no, I, I definitely see where you're going with that. I mean, that definitely, yeah, no, I, 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 no, I, I it's kind of hard for me to gather my thoughts there. You went so philosophical. Um, but no, it, no, I definitely do agree. When you're doing a remake, you should really try to differentiate it from the remake and do your own style, your own thing. Um, I don't know a remake off the top of my head that successfully differentiates itself from the original. And the thing stands on its own. Oh yeah, that's right. John 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 Carpenter's John Carpenter's the thing, and he he was a remake off of a the thing from another world that's right you're right that is true to be fair i haven't seen the original like the thing from another world but from all intents and purposes like like i mean like like it's like one like of the they're best, like horror science fiction movies of all time well yeah be, uh because like uh uh i mean in uh because uh, both movies you know follow uh you know it, it's like they have they have a similar setup and so, uh, yes, it, it's they're still scientists in in an Arctic climate, and they they find a you know they find an, uh, they find the the alien uh, you know thaws out, breaks out, monster on the loose, but uh, but that's where the similarities pretty much stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the original movie it's just a you know big monster on a loose pretty much, and yeah. in uh, and the and the remake you know it's 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 the thing with Kurt Russell like you you guys have seen it. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. assuming I would hope so. If not, well, the miss, thing will probably be a future out. episode. To be honest, we'll have to discuss that more. De- definitely. But if, but yeah, like uh, to to uh, uh, to to drive that that point home, uh, what made that movie more? Because uh, uh, both versions pretty much coexist and have their own dedicated fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, because both movies. Uh, you know, they they went out. Uh, they they didn't rely on each other. They uh, they went out of their way to create. Uh, you know, John Carpenter's the thing created its own identity. It was able mm-hmm. to push the boundaries of practical special effects, and so it made history in its own right. And I'm not saying that a remake of Footloose has to break grounds in the history of filmmaking, but, but again, I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to drive the. I'm trying. I'm trying to drive the point home that if you're going to go through the effort of remaking something that's considered a classic, then you should at least, at bare minimum, out of respect for the artist that created that original piece, you shouldn't. You should try to make it your own. Mm-hmm. And if well, if because like because like if if all you can do is just replicate another person's work like that uh or uh, other other people's work then that just kind of like like i know like it, it's studio mandated shit but that mm-hmm. uh that that pretty much uh sends a message of we don't have anything to say ourselves we're right. just we're just here's footloose again <laughs> you you remember footloose here 
uh, look, there's Miles Teller. Um, if there's one thing, going back to that warehouse thing, if there's one thing that both movies have kept the same is, how did Ariel find Ren in the warehouse? Like, how did she find him? That's the one plot hole that has bothered me in both versions. Like, how the fuck did she find him in the warehouse? It is never explained if she followed him or or like she was there like, already. Uh, like, like uh, I, that's my one bothered. That's one. That's the one thing that bothers me. Is like, how the fuck was she? Did she find him? Like, unless he literally just drove like thirty feet around the corner or something. How would you know where he is? Mm-hmm. I know that that's always bothered me. It's like, where, how did she, how did she find you? Dear God. Ah, oh, that, that, that's, that's the one plot hole that has always bothered me the most. But uh, real quickly, since we're both talking about Ren and Ariel, like, how do you feel about the chemistry between like versus the original and the, you know, the original versus the remake? I mean, obviously, I don't know. So overall, I, I think, in my opinion, Kevin Bacon, definitely the best Ren. But in my opinion, I find Julianne Hugh the best Ariel. I'm, I mean, Laurie Singer does a great job for what she does. Like, she's definitely playing, you know, the hometown girl or whatever well. But I feel like, I feel like Julianne Hugh adds more of a character to her uh, portrayal. Like, she's definitely, I mean, she's, she's, She's definitely playing a more rebellious version of Ariel, and it really shows in like the scene where she like argues, like she yells at uh, her father, the Reverend, telling her like, you know, like telling her like, you know, like this. She's tired of like having to listen to her, uh, listen to him, and um, all the the all the town rules, and like it's not it's not like going to bring Bobby back or whatever. Um, that's who that's his son who died that's what caused this whole thing to go off i really like that that performance alone in that scene made me think that julian hugh did a much better performance in that version and also we should just mention that julian hugh is wow <laughs> i don't know um, how you i don't know how you feel differently i don't know how you feel but i find julian hugh oh, oh, oh yeah yeah it's um hmm that's a tough one. Um, I think I'll have to give it to uh, to Laurie Singer in the end. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I, uh, I just feel like the chemistry with her and Kevin Bacon just came off as as a little more authentic, in a way. Uh, I, I don't know. Like just because it uh, the movie itself is kind of like just this uh, this crazy power fantasy in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, so I feel like the the cheesy romance kind of implemented in between all uh, in between all that uh, just kind of at least for me like it, it lets me buy it a little better uh, like uh, I just feel like there was a there was a a, lo- a romance in this one because there there had to be a romance mm-hmm. which is typical of the time again going back to then again like going back to when the remake came out, it was typical at the time. Like a lot of those dance movies were based around romances between young lovers. And this is definitely like one of those movies where it definitely would fit that cliche, but yeah, no, I, I would agree. Um, and that's, it. I would say Julianne Hugh for just her, her lone portrayal. And then Laurie Singer for like the chemistry between her and 
uh, Kevin Bacon, like their versions of Ren and Ariel, but individually wise, I would give it to, like I said, Julian Hugh, um, and then Kevin Bacon for Ren, at least in that case alone. But, um, I do want to point out, um, so when she asks, um, do you want to kiss me? And he goes, someday, someday. And I'm like, who the fuck talks like that? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay. And also like, uh, uh, come on. Okay. So the, uh, the very first, uh, the very first scene that, uh, uh, that Ren in the remake, uh, says hi to Ariel. He says it in the most fuck me tone. And he says it right in front of her mom too. Like, uh, uh, God, no, yeah. So he, uh, uh, he's like, Ren, Ren, I'd like you to meet my daughter. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot I don't, about that part. <laughs> I, 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 he definitely, you know what? Def, I, you know what? Um, going, going back to Ke- Kevin Bacon and Kenny Mormald, I'd say, so Kevin Bacon, his portrayal definitely feels more like, more, I mean, sure. There's no denying that Kevin, okay, so. There's no denying that Kevin Bacon definitely is an attractive man. Let's let's just leave it at let's just leave it at that. But he definitely he also offers more. I, I like I said before, he offer he has an aura of charisma and charm to him. Whereas, no offense to Kenny Warmald, I do I do like his portrayal too. Yeah, but no, like like he I, 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 lack I, that charisma and charm that Kevin Bacon has. Like he's he's just going off what the it, it's like he. I will admit that uh, uh, Kenny did do uh, you know, like I, I can tell like you know he he is giving it his all like I I, I can definitely um, I definitely got that uh, that impression um, but I, I don't know if it was just the material he had to work with but he uh, d- he just didn't have the the oomph that Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon that Kevin Bacon had mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know because you know Kevin Bacon was able uh, you know his character was part of what made that original movie such such a success and it uh and again it's like kenny it didn't do anything definitively wrong there's just he just doesn't leave an impression unfortunately and yeah no i i definitely agree with that part um Let's actually talk about the end of the movie. So, uh, so in the end, so if you've seen both, if you've seen the original, uh, you know, well, if you've seen both versions, you definitely know that. So the ultimate, the town hall eventually, you know, they say no to like dancing still, but there's a, there's a, uh, there's a neighborhood town that, uh, and in that town, there's like a still steel mill or whatever that, what Kevin Bake, I mean, that Ren works at or whatever. Um, and like his boss says, Hey, you want to, uh, you want to have the, you guys want to have your, like your prom here? Definitely have it here. So, um, and then the, he, the Reverend gets to, by the way, I should mention, uh, the Reverend, the Reverend has more of a connection. I feel like to Ren in the remake. Yeah, I I, I agree. In the original, based upon what you said earlier about like how, like, so we should mention. So in the original film, I think did you already mention that? Like, so that that, that I, I did, and that's honestly like the one, like my one major takeaway f- from the remake. Like I, I think that's that's like the the one element that I think actually improves on the original. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, so like they have this conversation about like just life and gen- about like um, life and like 
how they are kind of how their situations are kind of similar and like he uh, he like the reverend gives his permission to like take ariel to the prom and then like he has the he has like the sermon uh, that's that sunday sermon where he gives the blessing for the the prom or whatever so like they have their prom and then um it, it's all cool and whatever they have the setup and stuff and then um they have their then so in the original I, we should mention that the reverend and his wife they go she has a name <laughs> god damn it she hasn't v v yeah her name is v so the reverend and v they go to they go they're they're kind of like outside of the steel mill and they're they're just listening to the music in the original and in the remake we leave them at when ariel leaves with the ren to go to the prom but and that's the last we see of them but i think it has more impact and meaning when they go to like when they're outside of the steel mill and they just listen to the music and they're dancing and it yeah just shows, i agree and it just shows that, like yeah th- that um yeah in celebration it, it goes to show that yeah dancing has nothing to do with sin it's how it's how you associate with whatever um going back to that overall theme or and or whatnot uh god i think i feel like i butchered that shit but no i feel like it's more impactful that they're there witness like listening to the music and dancing because it shows that like yeah even they in the best of times like to, or the best of times will dance um we should mention before we get there. Hold on, we're getting there. <laughs> that um, so, it, like in the re, in both versions, so Willard and Rusty they arrive, and then Chuck shows up with his band of merry men or whatever of goons, and they start fucking shit up. So in the re in the original, like it's just Willard and Ren fighting against Chuck and his guys, and and it's just a bunch of kicks and punches and throws. Um, Ren does a jump a does a bunch of drop kicks, which I think is fucking awesome. That's how powerful Kevin Bacon is. He'll just drop kick you. <laughs> Damn right. Um, but, and then in the remake, the girls get involved and then like going back to that teen angstiness, just pushing it just for the sake of pushiness. They decided like, yeah, he's going to, I'm going to throw your head against a, <laughs> against a side mirror and see what the hell that gets in. And then even like, even like Ren's boss, like, like gets in a, a punch here and there or whatever it's like wow yeah Ren, they, ren's they boss who, who, that, whoever that, that whoever that actor is good job man i like you <laughs> you're you're cool. all right here's the moment we've been getting for so it's the final dancing it's junior pro, it's the prom everyone's dancing we should mention so like in the original so it's it's still set to footloose we'll get there hold on <laughs> but like everyone i we should mention everyone's dance style so like there's a unique dancing style to at least a, a good group of the characters. There's, I like to call the worm, the, the robot man. There's the robot man. And then there's one break dancer. And then there's, and then there's a, uh, this one kid who just awkwardly like dances or whatever. And then in the remake, everyone just kind of break dances or whatnot. And then Ren does like his uh, acrobatic, like ballet slash hip hop kind of dancing moves or whatever. Um, and then, of course, it ends with like Ren leading everybody, like <laughs> leading everybody off to like dancing, uh, like in a line dance, almost whatever. Like he's leading a, uh, he's leading a dance session or whatever. So, all right, Jeff, it's time. So in the original, we have 
once again, Kenny Loggins performing that ever great song of Footloose. So for the remake, they decided they're going to do a rendition or cover and they get Blake Shelton to do it. You already established the Kenny Loggins version of this song exists in this world. You already don't want to create your own identity. So why not just fucking put the original version in there anyway? Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I honestly thought you were going to go into more of a tirade, to be honest. Um, no, I do not think that Blake Shelton's version works. Uh, it has more no. of a country. Footloose is more of a pop dance song, especially for more of that 80s synth or whatever. I mean, I've, 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 it I've, has more. It, it makes you want to dance I've, here. Blake Shelton. I've heard version. I've heard Ken, I've heard Kenny Loggins version play at country bars like it, it works everywhere. Like it's one of those songs where like it's pretty fucking universal, I, I would say. So why then did they decide that Blake, I, I guess just because they're going for more of a country aesthetic, they decided let's make the remake, let's make the Footloose more of a country version song. Hey, Blake, you want to come in and jump in? <laughs> uh, sorry to all people with accents everywhere. But I'm yeah, gonna, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave the silence just so <laughs> it, it imposes on you. But no, I, but no, like Blake Shelton's version, there's not, it's just generic, um, the song or whatever, um, like his version, it's, it adds nothing new. It's just like, like I said, it's just a country rendition. It, I mean, it's a song to say the least. I don't think it's It's, bad, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's it's a good song. I mean, like it's. Like it's not on the same disastrous level as like Fallout Boy's rendition of the Ghostbusters theme, but yeah. <laughs> that that thing is literal cancer to the ears. Um, and it, again, like it's, I feel like Blake Sheldon's rendition is an amalgamation of of the movie in general. It's like it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but there's nothing special about it. No, like I've, no I've, I, I agree. I've, it's like, like by 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 the time you uh, you hear, uh, uh, by the time you finish listening to the uh, uh, to the Blake Sheldon song, you're like, I don't, I'll I'll just play Kenny Loggins, <laughs> and 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 just and just like this movie after you watch watch the remake, eh, I'll just watch the original. Yeah, no, I agree. Like Blake Shelton's version is nothing really home to write. There's nothing really special to write home to. It's just a generic cover. It's country esque. Kenny Loggins version fits. You could you could dance to Kenny Loggins. I don't think I could dance to Blake Shelton in the slice. You could be the worst no. dancer ever, and you could still find yourself dancing to Kenny Loggins. Oh, yeah, I, I, Loggins like, has that I'm the worst dancer. I'm the worst dancer ever. But like in any environment, if you give a few drinks to anyone, anyone, and Footloose by Kenny Loggins starts playing. You want to get up and fucking dance? Exactly. No, I it's, think it's one. It's one I of those mean. songs that it 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 invokes excitement and uh, it makes you just want to get up, cut loose, footloose. You got to kick <laughs> off the Sunday shoes, and it's just it, it's just one of those fucking Damn songs, it. man. Oh my god! Uh, I can't believe you fucking went there. <laughs> 
Uh, but no, you are. But yeah, you you are once again right. Yeah, there's just a certain charm that can, there's a reason why Kenny Loggins was the soundtrack to a lot of 80s song. I mean, a lot of 80s movies back in the day. Like he did the soundtrack for oh, well, at least he did one song. He did Danger Zone for uh, Top Gun. And that was about it. But my point is like he did Caddy, a lot Caddyshack, of man. For, fucking Caddyshack. Yeah, it, my point exactly. So yeah, it's it's kind of a crime when you and when you have the song, the original version of the song, and then you decide not to use the original version of the song again. I guess they just I, use I, it. I, I did. I did. I, that's it. Okay, speaking of Kenny Loggins, I did. Uh, I did remember reading somewhere that uh, that Kenny Loggins is going to do a new rendition of Danger Zone for uh, for for Top Gun Maverick. Is he really? Do it. Do it. I am completely uh, okay. I'm completely okay with this. Well, like, whenever. Well, whenever like. Uh, Top Gun Maverick finally gets a release date to do this whole like pandemic thing. Then we'll I'll finally go see it, and I'm like, oh yeah, all right. Oh, <laughs> do you know it? Do I'm looking like, forward to that, that movie. That movie's be gonna honest. be a fucking blast, man. It's uh, it's it's Tom Cruise. It's fighter jets. It's just it's just shit. That's just everything. Just looks cool. Like mm-hmm. this movie w- was designed for an IMAX screen. I like like if. If anyone listening is from uh is from the Sacramento region, uh, got to go to the Esquire IMAX. Uh, to my knowledge, that's the biggest theater screen in. Is it just is it just California or is it like this is in Sacramento at least? I don't know about here in LA. I know in here in LA, it's not IMAX screen, but we have the Cinerama Dome, um, off Sunset Boulevard, owned by ArcLight Cinemas over there. Um, shout out to those guys. Um, but they, yeah, the Cinerama Dome is a is a landmark in terms of like uh, landmark historical sites in Los Angeles, at least in Hollywood too. And the Cinerama Dome has one of the biggest screens I've seen. Not, like I said, it's not quite IMAX, but it's such a unique experience over there. So I imagine they're going to be playing once you know movie theaters are open again uh, and like Top Gun Maverick hits, they're going to have that playing at the dome. So I'd be I'd be happy to I'd be happy to watch that movie like be happy yeah on at least in the center i'm dumb to say the least but but yeah no i'm also really looking forward to hearing kenny loggins do a, a second rendition of uh danger zone uh, by the way i've been playing a lot at gta since um <laughs> since uh quarantine has been a thing and uh did you know that like kenny loggins is the voice of one of the radio disc jockeys in grand theft auto five which one in five uh, yeah, in Grand Theft Auto Five, he in it's the it's the it's Los Santos Rock Radio, and he's the DJ for that. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. I know, I know. I listen to that station a lot, and uh, oh, I should also mention that. So, uh, if you listen to nonstop pop radio in the game, um, the DJ for that is uh, Carl Delevingne. <laughs> I know we got quite a few That's like awesome. interesting people to do uh, disc jock play disc jockeys in the game. Uh, it goes to show like uh, how great that game is, though that they got all those people to be involved. But that's uh, a future. That's a future discussion for another day. But okay, so Jeff, um, overall, final thoughts. What do we have to say about this bad boy? Um, over, uh, we are okay. I, I'll let you go. I'll let you go because I'll, I'll, I'll say my stuff at the end. So, uh, you know, just quick thoughts on Footloose. It's it's one of those movies where it's hard to hate it. Like you cannot enjoy it, but 
the movie itself, it's it embraces its its cheesiness. And oh yeah, it's absolutely. It's it, it's so sincere, and it's it's undeniably enjoyable. Even even if you can't take it seriously, like the final scene of Kevin Bacon coming out just shouting, "Let's dance!" And the oh and Footloose starts playing. Like it's hard for you not to smile, mm-hmm. and and so it, at least even if you don't like the movie you're going to remember it. Mm. Like it's so implemented in pop culture that you're, you're just, you're not going to forget footloose. Even, even if you've only seen bits and pieces of it, chances are, you know, something from the movie. And the only, the only uh, target audience I I can recommend the remake to, unfortunately is uh, like, unless you're, uh, you know, unless you have like no attachment to the original movie, um, like because again, like I, I wasn't technically. I mean, yeah, I was kind of bored, uh, like j- just because I was waiting for something new to happen, mm-hmm. and uh, and so yeah, if if you've never seen the original, or if uh, if you're one of those unfortunate crowds that will just hear a movie that's. Uh, a minimum of fifteen years, uh, fifteen years or older, just say "ew, old movies, gross." Um, <laughs> then, it, like, it does its job in repackaging Footloose for the modern age, but in terms of calling it necessary, other than a cash grab. Mm. It it's that's that it's it's there to bait people who are either semi familiar or like these dance movies that are they're kind of popular and you look at the posters and it looks like one of those movies mm-hmm. and and so again like it's it's so surface level um it's again like it's it's not a bad movie because uh, again like the the cinematography is decent the the cast they are trying like you can definitely tell they're trying um dennis quake g- gives a really good performance um i like like whatever uh few changes they they did make uh for the most part they were they were welcome changes um but it's it's not enough they're not enough changes to justify its existence as a whole um and I know it's such it's such a cliche uh saying when talking about remakes, but just stick to the original. Okay. Okay. I mean that's a fair assessment. Me, I don't hate the remake. I actually do like it to an extent. Uh I admit it that it has its flaws, especially when you bring into consideration that yeah, it is it is kind of a it is kind of a beat by beat remake, not a complete overall remake, because there are definitely some changes, as we pointed out. But um, if you want to watch a version of Footloose, I definitely recommend definitely watch the definitely watch the original Kevin Bacon version, and then definitely give if you are curious to see how different the the remake is, definitely watch that one because I definitely think that that one definitely. Like, I mean, it offers something. I mean, you'll definitely get something out of it, but I definitely, I do agree that the original is better just because it has more of a 
charismatic charm to it and that's not just because of kevin bacon <laughs> but but my point is, is like there there's something about the 80s especially around when this movie was made that um it just screams authenticity in its own right and the because again like that that original movie it uh you know it, it was kind of uh it's lightning in the bottle and a time capsule uh, yeah but no, I agree. but still like it's uh you know it was it was the right cast it was the right uh, the right creative team and mm-hmm. everything uh for what they set out to do just worked and so yeah. uh and so you know they they put a lot of hard work into everything uh to uh you know to flesh out these characters and in the remake it it, it they're just kind of taking the cliff notes from mm-hmm. uh from that original so it's uh, I don't want to say I don't have respect, uh, because because obviously you know like uh, I can't imagine how long it took for for these actors to to rehearse all the all the dance uh, all the mm-hmm. dance sequences. And there's definitely um, like genuine talent. In yeah, the no, like like they're like they're, there's good choreography, and these are these are talented actors, and you know, uh, you know, Miles Teller obviously like is is a fantastic actor. Uh, you know, Dennis Quaid is is terrific, and. Uh, so again, like the remake, it doesn't, it doesn't offend me. It doesn't do anything definitively wrong that I can say like, like this was a, a waste of my life. It just, it passed the, the time at best. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, as soon as we finish, uh, finish this podcast, I'm, I'm probably going to, going to forget about it. <laughs> It's probably it'll be a Jeremy Johns reveal. I'm not going to remember this movie in minus T in T minus one day. Yeah, I already forgot. <laughs> it, exactly, exactly, and uh, p- probably uh, probably like a, a year down the line or so. If I if I put this on my mind again, I'll, you're most I'll, likely going to watch I'll, the original. I'll, I'll, I'll probably think, oh yeah, there was a remake. <laughs> that too, that too. All right, well, uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up here for this first episode or so so uh if you want to like give us a follow on facebook individual or follow on facebook if you want (laughs) to if you want to like follow us on instagram we'll uh we'll leave uh links or whatever we can find um if you want to follow us on twitter i'm on twitter at least give me a follow at least um where god where are all these plugs we probably we'll probably need to create a page at this point but yeah thanks for listening to us guys if you like if you like what you're listening and you want more uh we got we're playing some more stuff coming along the way so uh thanks for thanks for joining this time with us well and this has been the inaugural episode of uh two nerds skis and podcast so i'm eric i'm jeff and fair fucking well i was just gonna say uh stay shiny <laughs> or uh, sparkle 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 Alright everybody, have a good one. Peace!